Welcome in episode two, the Life After Sports podcast, Greg Gibson, Cal Gamard, and it's really exciting, Greg. We are now on Apple Podcasts, we're on Google Podcasts, we are on Spotify and Amazon Prime. So wherever you listen to podcasts, episode one was only out on Spotify. We have branched out and at some point we'll work towards social media, we'll do YouTube, we'll get video contents, but all in good time, but had a lot of good feedback, Greg, on the first episode. What did you, how'd you feel about it? Yeah, I felt good. Um, I think we covered what we wanted to cover and uh, in regards to life after sports and, you know, adjustments that you have to make coming into the real world. And um, yeah, I think, I think we're on a good path. I think we have some, you know, we have a couple fans here and there. We've couple. We've, uh, yeah, just a couple, but yeah, I'm excited to jump into uh, this new episode here. Yeah, and this will be good. And you can go back and listen to the first episode as well and then catch up. Uh, today's is going to be a lot of fun because today's podcast is discussing the personalities of sports versus business, the real world, or the workplace. And the differences that we both notice between the two. Now, for you, Greg, you know you, you started a new job, as we mentioned on the last episode as well. Talk about first what you feel your personality type was like in sports and how that's transferred into the work world. Yeah. I think for me, my personality type, um, you know, very outgoing, uh, especially in the locker room, it was always, you know, story time with the guys, uh, recap, recapping the weekend, you know, shooting the shit. Um, but I think, you know, coming into the workplace and I think many hockey players can relate, but it's just more of a, it's a maturity level adjustment. Um, you know, you're having, you're having big boy conversations instead of, you know, what happened on this shift on that shift, what happened at the bar the other night, you know, it's, a, it's a lot different. Um, you know, you're discussing, uh, like I said, you know, uh, big boy things. Yeah. And you know, I, I, it's funny. I feel like for me, it was the opposite where, you know, being a goalie, I was a little bit more to myself and as the year goes on, you start to open yourself up a little bit, but I think for me, I was more kind of kept um you know I wasn't really too open I was focusing on my game you know goalies you know sometimes they they focus a lot more on on their position because you know you're not you're not relying maybe as much on on a defensive partner or a winger or center and I feel like as I transition into obviously media and broadcasting I've kind of opened myself up a little bit more personally wise I'm a lot more open with my personal life with what's going on and being able to to tell stories and be open about certain things and that was not where I was at 17 18 19 let's just say so it's funny that you and I are very opposite in that regard because you've got to make adjustments based on what profession you're going into whereas for me it's it's there's a lot of people pleasing it's a lot of schmoozing it's you're you're meeting artists you're talking to reps and you've got to be very open and personable and you've got to approach and take the lead versus maybe in like a an office world you've got to be a little bit more held back and know when to step in is that does that make sense yeah and i think building off that i think what really helps i mean going the ncaa route a lot of these schools are looking for guys that are 20 21 years old right because they want that maturity level coming in um, like you're lucky to to get into to a big time school, let's say a big 10 school at 17, 18 years old. Like I know schools like, you know, Boston College, um, you know, Michigan. I mean, the list goes on and on. Those schools are looking for true freshmen. Um, but the conference that I was in, they're looking for 20, 21 year olds. So when you come out of that at like 24, 25, you're a lot more mature 
Um, you know, a, a lot of us are fortunate to play pro after that till 28, 29. And then even then, you know, you're, you're, you're ready. You're more ready to take on the real world and have big boy conversations compared to, you know, guys that graduate at 20, 21, 22, you know, when you go in as true freshman. So having that age gap is just, um, you know, it's a, it's a big advantage making that adjustment into the real world, I think. Well, and I feel like too, like from those ages between 18 and 22, I feel like your personality changes probably the most within that four year gap. Like obviously you're different when you're eight or nine years old, but when you're 18, just leaving high school, going into college university, you're a way different person coming out of it. I feel and like there's, there's so many different personality types. Like there's there's the alpha. There's the someone that has always got to be like the big voice in the room. There are people who are held back maybe a little bit more. There are those in between where depending on the person that you're, you're hanging out with, your personality changes, right? I think that's a big one is the personalities that change depending on who you're with. And I feel like having a personality like that, it's almost like you're a chameleon where you can kind of adapt to any different situation. And having that type of personality might make it easier for someone to transition from the sporting world into the real world, because you can be the outgoing laughing, joking about what's going on in the weekend, the bar nights to a little bit more of a professional setting. Yeah. And I, th I think you, you figure out um, what personality types you want to be around in order to, to be successful. Like you're, you're going in at 18 years old, you're still so young. Like you're still learning a lot about yourself um, you know, in regards to the man you want to be in the next five, 10 years, and you start choosing different groups that you want to hang out with. Um, like I mentioned, in order to be successful, in order to, you know, make money when you're older, because you don't want to get caught up in, in the guys that, you know, they want to party every night. They want to, you know, it, it's, it comes down to decision-making at the end of the day. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've, I've chosen some wrong paths along the way too, in regards to, partying or going out on nights that I shouldn't, you know, you have a big project due the next day, but um, yeah, in regards to personality types, you learn a lot about yourself and others and who you truly want to be around. Well, and so I've, I, I did a little bit of research prior to, and there are like five major, like broad types of personalities. There's the, the extrovert, the introvert, the agreeable openness and conscientious. Do you know, where do you fit in there? Oh God, I, I probably have to go extrovert. I think I've, I've calmed down over the years. I know when I was first in college, I was the extrovert. I was the yes man. Let's, let's go out. Let's, you know, I, I couldn't say no really. Um, you know, I, I, <laughs> I had so much FOMO, like even the, the hardest thing in college was going to the library and trying to stay focused. <laughs> like Knowing that there's like something it, going on that night or oh something. Oh my God. <laughs> or you walk into the library, you have five, six teammates, you know, and you just start shooting the shit about the game or the practice. You know, there was a fight in practice, something going on that night. It was just so hard to focus. But um, yeah, I, I, I'm the extrovert, but I've, I've definitely calmed down over the years. And I think it's just maturity. I think a lot of guys are like that too. You just get so excited in that little college bubble. And then, you know, you realize that, you know, okay, it's, it's time to grow up a little bit. It's time to um, start thinking about ways to make money, how to be successful, how to be around the right crew and so on. Well, I think that's the biggest difference between being in that like sporting environment versus if you're just going out to college university on your own accord and you're making friends by going to parties and you're going to events because you're in a locker room with 23 guys, you've got already that like bond of brothers that you end up meeting best friends with like six, eight, 10 guys 
where you're always hyping each other up versus when you're going on your own. Like I went to college, not really knowing anybody from high school. And then I ended up making my close friends from my program. And I, we maybe only branched out to about four or five different people because that's the, the pickings aren't the same, right? Like you have different likes, you have different dislikes versus like you have so many guys on a team together. You're all there for one reason. You all clearly love the sport. You all have very similar interests and you have a bigger group of people to kind of hype each other up with. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And I think um, transferring over that over to, you know, real world things and working from home. I, I honestly think it's very productive with people working at home now because going into the office, like I mentioned, having FOMO or seeing teammates in the library, like I go into the office now and I see people and you just want to, you just want to shoot the shit. You want to talk about the weekend. Like, of course you talk about work-related things, but I, I just find you get things done when you're on your own to, you know, when you're that extrovert and you just want to talk to people and get to know people and you're so interested in other people's lives. And it's, it's, it's hard to focus sometimes I find. You can get really distracted too, especially if you get into it. And I'm, I, I, I get that too, but I love going into the office. Like I get lucky. I get to go to work every single day. I do it. I work for a studio there and it's definitely limited now by the amount of people that are in. So those people who are in, you're right. I'm like grasping at any opportunity to have a conversation with somebody to talk (laughs) about uh, Nick Taylor on the weekend, sinking a 72 foot putt to win the Canadian open and just anyone I could talk to. God, that was so sick. And then you just see the crowd explode uh, Adam Hadwin getting tackled by security because he's popping champagne. <laughs> they didn't show it though. They were zooming in on Nick Taylor. They didn't even show it. No, they did. There was an angle where he's like coming in and then security, like a linebacker, just clean shoulder. <laughs> uh, At least it was, a, it was a clean tackle though. You got to love seeing that. But it was good stuff. <laughs> it, was, it was fun. But just ha- being able to talk about that with like two people I know from the office that would have watched as well. You're right. Like yeah. I'm grasping to try and talk about that because not, everybody at the workplace watched it or cared but being in like so in-depth with sports i'm dying for anybody to talk about it with like that was wild was there one person at that event being like this guy's gonna drain this 60 not a chance (laughs) did you see mike weir's reaction he just like holy shit (laughs) and two like it was 72 footer fourth playoff hole and that was for eagle to win it to take yeah. out Tommy like, Fleetwood. What? Even Fleetwood, did you see him? He just had so much respect for him. He's like, you know what? Well played, sir. Yeah, you you got me there. <laughs> I'm not even mad. I'm just and disappointed. It's, it's funny, like going on the topic of the podcast, you know, there's so many, you see all the different personality types when he makes that shot. You got the people that are just sitting there in awe of themselves. You got guys like Adam Hadwin that are jumping the field, getting to the green to pop champagne. And I just, it, it's so funny getting a chance to see all of that. I want to ask a question here because I, what was for you transferring into a work setting? What was maybe the biggest factor of your personality that you either had to dial back or bring up? I think, I think for anyone trying something new, um, it's, it's kind of like you you almost feel like you have to put your personality on hold because you don't want to come in too aggressive, right? Like anyone that comes into a job is too aggressive. Like, hey, I'm Greg. What's up? Like, like, you just, you can't, you can't, you can't approach it that way. But it's nice after like two to four weeks, um, people start seeing who you are. They start seeing that, you know, you care about the process. You care about the people around you. Um, but it takes people quite some time to, 
have the trust and respect for me, right? Like you're you're a brand new person coming into this role. They're like, okay, hey, is this is this guy willing to grind? Is he willing to buy into the process? Is he willing to you know learn about digital recruiting? Um, so once they see that you're hardworking and you know um, you're willing to get to know them, get to know the company, um, and like I like I've mentioned, buy in, then your true person you can true personality can come out. And I, I feel like too, there's a lot of people that come in and, and maybe they are like, they're a big energy, they're a big personality yes. and maybe they talk a big game, but then all of a sudden they don't back it up in the work part. And mm -hmm. that's kind of off putting. Cause there's, there's people in my workplace for sure that they talk about, Oh, I'm going to go to this event and I'm going to do this and I'm going to send you that. And then they never do anything about it. That's the most like frustrating part to me. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> The energy's there and the personality type is there, but then there's no effort to back up how you are as a person. I feel like that's a big indicator to like how that personality translates because maybe it's all for show. Like maybe that big personality is all smoke and mirrors and doesn't actually do anything in the workplace. And then you don't want to work with that person anymore because you know yeah. you're getting a big energy, but you're not getting any help if you're working in a group setting or a group project and you're relying on that person to to help carry the load and you know that they're just they're they're going to come up short. Yeah, no you're you're dead on. Like you have to you have to gain that respect before, you know, coming in hot being like, "Hey, you know, th this is what I'm all about. This is what we're going to do." And and the energy is just too much. Like you're almost I I don't know, I think you're you're more respected when you come in just with a that calm vibe, calm feel. Um, you know, you're respecting your peers. You're expecting that they've been there for a lot longer than you. They know what they're doing. And hey, I'm I'm here. I'm new. I'm willing to learn, willing to buy in. And, you know, my my true personality will come out in four or five weeks, but still not not too aggressive, but you know, just a lot more comfortable in that setting. But I feel like too, you'll start showing your personality people who you want to to show your personality to. Like there's certain people who are like, I don't want to open up to you because you're not you're either not gonna match my level or it's, I feel like it's going to be wasted and like, you don't want to really open up and, and show that to people who aren't going to reciprocate it, or, you know, that aren't going to, that are either going to turn you down or put like a negative vibe in there. Cause that's, there's certain people in the workplace for sure that I don't exude the same energy or personality that I would to people that I know I'm closer with at work who one have the same energy and then actually put work in afterwards too. Like we can shoot the shit and talk about the Adam hat or the, uh, the Adam Hadwin getting tackled or the Taylor putt. And then I'll send audio and like, Hey, I need this done by 12 o'clock today. And I know it's getting done. Or there's like you were saying, like there's nothing worse than, you know, dropping a joke to a guy you work beside and he's just not feeling it. And like, he's you not there to, with you. <laughs> you always have to feel the waters. Hey, eh? like, like you just drop it, you drop a joke that might be, you know, borderline. You're like, ah, you didn't really jump on the same stick. wavelength as me there, <laughs> but, but you got to feel it out. Though. Well, and, and then also too, depending on like, you were talking about being in like a, an office setting, but there's probably people listening that work outside with a construction company where it is the complete opposite. Like you've got to be open. You got to have thick skin. You got to be willing to take a joke. And I feel like, you know, working within like a landscaping company or construction company or something like that. I feel like working in sports almost prepares you best for going into that setting because it's a, it's a bunch of guys or it's a really close knit group. They work together every day. They get frustrated. It's a little bit more open and you've got to be able to kind of take it and give it at the same time. And, you know, they want, they want athletes because you're used to that team environment. Um, you know, and you're used to so many different personality types. That's why when you come into that new job, you see the different personality types, you know, you know, who to, 
who to linger to, who to drop jokes with, who to be serious with. It just takes a little time. But from being around that um, that sports environment, there's so many different personality types. But but you learn um, how to adapt or who to be around that much quicker. Yeah. And it, one thing, too, that I, I kind of want to bring up for both of us here is what is maybe one part of, of, of your personality that you feel like you still have work to do on to get yourself to you know, to, to where everyone is at the office. Like, is there a part of your personality to go, this is where I have to work on it because I want to be better in this aspect. Oh God, that's a tough question. I don't know. I don't know if there's anything too, too specific, maybe just being a little more serious in certain situations. Um, I feel like I have that personality type where I kind of get along with everyone. Um, I want to get to know everyone, but some people, you know, kind of want their own space. So maybe just a little bit better about reading the room, um, knowing who to approach, knowing who to ask questions. Um, and then, like I mentioned, knowing who to give a little space to like, Hey, I can tell they're kind of dialed in. They want their own space. You know, it's just, it, it comes down to, you know, reading people and respecting their own personal bubble. And I like, you can be good at it, but it's still something that maybe you want to work on more because let's like you have an incident or something where that happens and you you tell a joke that maybe falls by the wayside or someone takes it the wrong way and you're sitting there like shit like that's that's not how I want people to perceive me because then all of a sudden people start talking about oh Greg's gonna come in and and say something stupid and and you that's not how you want yourself to be represented within the workplace yeah yeah and I I feel like we've all kind of worked with someone like that or you go for a beer and you know they're they're talking shit about people or we've always we've all been around employees like that or it's like okay man like hey I don't want to be in this loop I don't want to get caught up in this that you know guilty by association you don't want to be oh hey Kyle and you know his other employer talking shit about everyone in the office so that's that's another personality type though yeah it's like hey you're you're someone that talks shit behind a people's big mouth. I don't want to be around it like yeah yeah big mouth and yeah, it's, it's definitely not the personality type you want to be around. It's 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 drama. Like you don't want to be around the drama work. Like you're there to work. You're there to get stuff done. You're there to build positive, good relationships, not to get caught up in drama in the workplace. Like that was a big one for me. Like being in media and like literally talking for a living. There's there's you hear things about people in other markets. You hear about things about artists, and you hear and it's so easy to go down that rabbit hole and start talking shit or talking about drama or did you hear about so-and-so and And I feel like for me that's the biggest thing that I have really tried to work on especially for 2023 is just saying you know what everyone's gonna have their own take everyone's gonna have their own way of going about things that's fine I'm gonna hold myself to this standard and I've tried a lot more to not fall into that rabbit hole in talking behind people's backs and trying to be more open and be more confrontational about certain things and say, I have a problem with something. I'm going to go tell my boss. I'm going to go tell my coworker instead of sitting on it and souring. And then once they leave lashing out at someone else, when it's going to get nothing done. I feel like there's a certain age, like, like honestly, when I was younger, I, you enjoy the drama, especially when you're in college, like, Oh, this happened. Oh, you talked to her. He did this. He did that. Like you enjoy it. Then you hit a certain age. Like I'd say around like 25, 26. It's like, you know what like like you said like focus on different things like focus on you know how am i going to be successful um you know the, the drama it's just it's, it's fucking so time consuming it's a waste of time like there's just there's so many bigger things in life to worry about um i mean especially 
when you're worried about sniping goals and getting a good paycheck, <laughs> but, but yeah, it's, it's, it's just useless. Like, do you feel like you've, because you're just talking about when you're in the dressing room and you're playing professionally and you're playing for a contract. And a lot of that alludes around stats and numbers and your own performance. Do you feel like you've taken that and moved in like that you've taken that part of your personality and moved into a workplace or are you more, I don't want to say like team oriented because obviously the goal as a, as a, as a professional athlete is to win, but there is a part of you that is thinking about your stats and your numbers and getting a next contract, especially if you're not a top tier NHL player where you know that money's coming in regardless. Do you feel like that part of your personality has changed and you're maybe relying a little bit more on people within the workplace to, to get to an ultimate goal? Or do you think playing sports actually has helped that translate because you're, wor you're working with your centermen, your wingers, your defense core and your team system to, to be successful? Yeah, I think it's, uh, I think it's still up to myself. Like I think in, in any position you're going to be in, it's all like, you have to be useful. Like even when I was playing, if, especially over in Europe, when I was in a, over in Europe, you know, if you're not producing, if you're not scoring goals, um, they don't really, they don't want you like the fans really speak up there and they'll make changes right away. And it, I think it, translates over into the workplace like if you're not hitting your numbers especially in this recruiting game like you know you have to hit a certain amount of g2s you have to screen people every day like it's but it's all about you know making yourself useful if you're not placing people in jobs and uh holding yourself accountable then it's just like hockey right if you're not producing if you're not scoring goals hey you're gonna be on the market pretty quick well and that's it too like like you play within a team environment, but at the same time, like we've all played with those guys where, you know, in the back of their minds, all they care about is scoring. All they care about yeah. is getting their goal to assist, but you lose seven, four. Like it's, there are guys like that versus, you know, people who are more goal oriented. Like for me, like as a goalie, like I love if my goals against and save percentage were better, but if they were, you're, you were probably winning. Right. So that, that kind of went hand in hand versus you cared so much about scoring or, or, or popping a couple assists, but if, if that's all you cared about, but you're still losing games, but you, you Oh my God, there you got that guy in the locker room. That's still bubbly after you get pounded eight, four, but he picked up three points. And those are the guys, everyone would just be looking around. Like, why is this guy all fired? up? Like, you know, he's, he's got two goals, one assist and you just got pumped. And we've all played with guys like that. Right. It's like, Hey, I'm just pumping my own stats. And there's still a dash contract. too. Like, yeah. But you know what? That kind of vibe it, it is very popular in professional sports just because, you know, you are trying to build your own resume because, you know, sometimes you're not on that team for even a year or you get traded halfway through the year. But if you're pumping your own stats, you're going to get a good contract the next year. But it's it's the worst because, like, I mean, I know from from my point of view, I, I was always the team guy. You just want to win. Like winning feels so fucking good. But when you have those guys, it's like, hey, we got pumped. But check my stats, boys. Whee! <laughs> do you notice those like could you spot out let's just say you're in a you're in a meeting with like eight other people from your workplace would you be able to spot out that type of person in a room i think so i think yeah. i've gotten to that age where 100 like you know like you can see who's who's willing to help you and who's for the team like i'm, I'm in a team environment now I, I i think it's a little too early to try and pick someone out that it's like hey you're all about yourself and don't care about the team but yeah, I, I think I can. Can you? A hundred percent. I know the people that are there for their 
their stats, their numbers. So with 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 media and the radio stations, it's all about ratings. So where you rate yeah. based on all your other stations, where you rate based on your show, where you rate on social media, how your numbers are, how many clicks you get, how many average listeners per hour, people who listen between the ages of 24 and 55, like those are all different stats and analytics that go into it. And there are some people that only care about that. And maybe like your show does okay. But then if you're not willing to help out other day parts of your show and those are struggling a little bit and you're not willing to help, it's very easy to point those people out because they care about their show. They care about their numbers. They care about their contest. But when everybody else comes up, they could care less. Yeah. But I, I mean, when, yeah, I know, I know. And when that stuff happens, I don't know. I think, Everything happens for a reason. Karma's a thing. Like you, you gotta be willing. It just it's such a good feeling to help out other people and work in that team environment. And you know, if especially when someone at the top realizes, okay, this this guy isn't fitting in, he's not for the team. Like, I feel like people that are high up, like president, CEO of a of a certain company, they can sniff it out as well. You know, like they've had so much experience, they can tell who's for the team and who's not. Just like just like coaching and hockey, right? You can see it in the locker room. Okay, is this guy is this guy vibing with the rest of the team? Is he for himself? Is he pouting after periods? Though, like, there's a lot of guys like that too. It's like, okay, we get it. We're going to the third. Let's say we're up five goals and this guy doesn't have a point. Like, they're so easy to see, right? Like, they're so frustrated. But it's like, hey, we're winning, man. That's all, that's all that matters. There's other games, <laughs> and, and they've helped out to a certain extent. It might not show on the stat sheet, but just the guys up there are are noticing the effort that goes in, and I feel like that's the same thing in the workplace. Yeah, 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 hundred percent. Uh, I want to finish off here because I feel like this is a really good one for anyone who's listening, who you think that they're making this transition from playing at a high level of sport and they're transitioning into the workplace, and they're trying to find their niche, what would be a piece of advice that you would give them transitioning from uh, a, a locker room and a sporting kind of mentality into a workplace and moving on to the second phase of their lives? I'd say my biggest piece of advice, like something I wish I did when I was over in Germany, was um, start networking. Start doing a little research. See what See what your buddies are doing back home. Um, you know, see what certifications you have to take before coming back home. And, you know, cause like, I know for a fact, so many guys come back from Europe or, you know, playing in the NHL wherever they're playing. And that's like, oh my God, like this is going to take a year or two to get certain certifications, um, to take some courses, like a lot of courses, you know, you can't just jump into a job and not have a certain cert or a certain connection. So that would be my biggest piece of advice. Start networking, um, start seeing what your buddies are doing, start seeing what fellow other fellow hockey players are doing, whoever, you know, if guys you've played with are successful now, start reaching out, just get to know instead of being so involved in your sport, but it's hard. Like you're so in love with the game. It's it's hard to start thinking about the next five, 10 years when you have to start working because you don't think it's ever going to come. I, I think that's great advice. The marketing and networking one was huge. That's something I slacked on. It took me a while to eventually get there. And now I realize the importance of it. It's so big. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I think for me, it's be willing to be willing to hear people's opinions and allow yourself to change. Because I feel like once you get to a certain point, you feel like this is who you are. This is what's going to happen. And it's very hard to kind of hear criticism about yourself and be open. Like for me getting into media, people are saying, you've got to be more open. You've got to be more talkative. You've got to open yourself out and be more open to people. You've got to be the one to, mm -hmm. to initiate conversation. And that for me took a long time to get there. 
you know, when I was playing, I didn't really look back on, oh my God, I actually have a degree to fall back on. Right. Like yeah. I actually, I kind of, once I started playing pro, I'm like, I kind of forgot that I had a degree and, you know, I, once I get that out of the workplace, like it, it, it helps a lot. Listen, I, if, if anyone else is kind of feeling that same way, I would listen, we'd love for you to reach out to, to us and ask us, you know, if you have any advice that you need answering, you could just uh, send us an email life after sports pod at gmail.com. You can, you can ask us any questions, any topics maybe that you want us to cover as well. I feel like we got a multitude of topics that are still coming up, Greg, but um, you know, personality types, I think was a really big one today that I think we covered. Yeah. And I think, I think the biggest thing to take away is, um, you know, if you're still playing sports, if you're out of sports, don't let a new job, um, affect your personality, continue to no. be who you want to be. Yeah. If, if you're a guy that likes to joke around and, you know, build positive relationships, continue to be that, that guy or girl, you know, don't, don't shy away. Um, you know, be, be your own person. Yeah. Still be that person and then just allow other aspects to kind of change, but yeah, always, always be true to yourself and never let a position or job kind of change that. Life After Sports yeah. Pod, we mentioned it. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. More episodes coming out. Does it for episode two, man. Later. Later. <laughs>